Hey there, my name's Oshin Lunny and welcome to Audio Talks, presented to you by Harman. And in this episode, we're going to get an exclusive peek behind the curtain at the Martin Garrix and JBL Academy, where earlier this year, selected young talents from all over the world were getting the lowdown on everything they need to be successful artists. So JBL and Stomped Records came together to present this amazing Martin Garrix and JBL Music Academy, which was a unique opportunity for 40 talented musicians, songwriters, vocalists and producers from across the globe to learn from music industry experts. The Academy was designed to take aspiring artists to the next stage in their career and this global initiative taught participants about music branding and business from writing, mixing and mastering the best records to building their PR, socials and visual identity. The Academy also provided insights into business aspects of the industry such as managing bookings, distribution and legal affairs. Everything was covered and the teachers were none other than Martin Garrix himself and a VIP guest list of the best names in the music business, powered by Stomped Records. And the Academy took place in their prestigious recording studios in the heart of Amsterdam. Pretty cool, right? Well, today on Audio Talks, you're in for a treat as we learn the secrets of real success and find out what the experience was really like from one of the Academy teachers and one of the lucky graduates. So right now, we're going to chat with Ilko Bakker, a Grammy-nominated recording engineer, sound designer, composer and recording mixer and senior sound engineer at Stomped Records. And after this, we're going to meet singer, songwriter and artist Athanasia. Ilko, welcome to Audio Talks. Thank you. So, uh, Ilko, thank you so much for joining us. And to set the scene, let's give our listeners some of the greatest hits or some of the high points of your career so far. How did you get to where you are today? Well, I started out a really long time ago. I did some music producing. Then I ended up in a studio that was mainly doing post-production. We did music, we did sound design. And at some point, some, yeah, some big artists found their way to the studio. At some point, Martin Garrix visited the studio and I'm, I'm fast forwarding a bit because, well, this took place over, well, some years, but in the end, he bought the entire facilities, including me. That meant kind of a career switch for me as well, because the focus came more on music and more on high quality film and TV entertainment. Um, so yeah, that's a in a very, very brief nutshell, a summary of <laughs> the weird ways my career went. I like it. It seems like a nice amount of improvisation there and kind of uh, being very flexible and adaptable. Now, I don't know if you can drop any names here, but who are some of those big VIPs who were coming into the studio uh, before Martin Garrix picked it up? When I was here, it, it all started with Red One, producer, who worked with Lady Gaga, who worked with Lil John. Then at some point we had the script, we had the Black Eyed Peas, we had Pharrell Williams. Then we had Afrojack. Afrojack introduced Martin Garrix to the studios and then everything happened. Wow. And the, as I say, the rest is history. That's incredible. So um, I don't know how many people can have, I was bought by Martin Garrix on their CV. That's pretty impressive. And it shows he has uh, fine taste and really knows how to find great people. Um, but we're here to talk about this incredible collaboration between your good selves at Stomped Records, between Martin Garrix and between JBL. And you all put together this incredible academy where you gathered people from all over the world, you know, young talent. We're going to be speaking to Athanasia a bit later. Um, talk to us a bit about what were the kind of things that were happening on the day? I mean, you had some very specific roles, you were giving some classes, but uh, what are your memories of the day itself? Uh, yeah, there was a lot going on. It was a very packed program. 
I think there were a lot of, besides the studio classes, a lot of other classes going on. But we focused on the music. I did a production class with my colleague Anton, which was really interesting because you cannot really predict what is going to happen. You don't know for 100% what to expect, but it was really interesting because we, we had a lot of talent from around the world. We put them together. We let them learn from each other, from what we had to offer. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. A lot of cool stuff happened there. Yeah, totally. And I imagine, you know, they're learning very essential studio skills and things that professionals, you know, always have known about and have learned over many years. But you're bringing these young people together to get a shortcut to these careers. And also, as you say, to collaborate. You know, this was after the lockdown and people have been working remotely for a long time. And I imagine there was a great buzz there with people finally getting to hang out together in the studio and be creative. What was the vibe there on the day? Would you say there was a a little bit of excitement? I think there was a lot of excitement. I think they felt uh, treated very well and treated like VIPs. And I can imagine if you're living somewhere on the other side of the world and you get invited to join a, a program with Martin Garrix and JBL. That's really great. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, talk about a life highlight. We're going to be uh, chatting to Athanasia, as mentioned earlier, to hear like what was her take on actually being there as well as an artist. Um, but, you know, you have that amazing CV and, you know, you've worked with all of those artists. You've been there at Stomped when you've had, you know, people like Lady Gaga and uh, Little John connected with the studio. What would you say are some of the most important tech skills that artists should know about today in 2023? Nowadays, everyone, well, a lot of production take place in the laptop. I think it would really help for people to have a basic understanding of of some technology that is now virtual. I, I see that a lot of people know their way around the audio workstations, but when it gets in the physical hardware world, they sometimes seem to have a little trouble getting a simple mic pre to work. And that's really interesting because in this time, information is so easily accessible. And I think, yeah, it's it may be important to go back to some of the basics. Yeah, strong agree. I mean, it's one thing to to have a plug-in of, you know, an 1176 or whatever, or, you know, one of these old compressors or mic pre's, but there is actually still a lot to be learned from actually having your hands on one of those analog devices or an AD interface or whatever it is, and actually getting to know it by using it. And of course, if you're working in the virtual space, you could be missing some of that foundational experience. So I think that's probably an amazing part of what the students got as part of the Martin Garrix Academy. Um, So talk to us a bit about your idea of an ideal creative process, because really the Academy was teaching and bringing together students and young folks from all over the world to refine their creative process. Are there any ingredients to a successful creative process that you have observed again and again through your work? Yeah, that's a cool question because also at the Academy, I would like to point out that we wanted to bring something that's not something that you can easily find on YouTube. So we want to talk about, uh, hey, this is a compressor. How does it work? But more like how do people work together in the studio? Studio work is maybe 20% technical and 80% people skills. So it's important that, well, you can learn all this technical stuff at a lot of academies and courses and universities, but the real deal is actually working together and understanding where people come from, understanding creative flows and ideas and Yeah, that's something that's a little bit more abstract, something that you have to experience, I think, to learn. 
Yeah, so we talked a lot about, for instance, during the production of a record, what we went through and why decisions were made in a certain way. Fascinating, my goodness. And you're kind of reminding me there of a really fascinating talk that we had on Audio Talks with some folks from LA. It was called LA Confidential. And uh, we had amongst the esteemed guests, we had Lenise Bent, who engineered Steely Dan's Asia. We had Neil Pogue, who is like this multiple Grammy award-winning uh, mastering engineer who just does everyone from, you know, Doja Cat upwards. And uh, we also had CJ Vanston, who is one of the most seasoned you know, professional session musicians and engineers. And he's a complete legend. He's in Spinal Tap. He's got a miniature Stonehenge in his studio that he kind of wheels down from the roof just to kind of break the mood of people are getting a bit creatively stuck. And he spoke about the importance of exactly as you say, like it's the people skills, it's the hang as he spoke about it, going and hanging out and getting that vibe together and then all going together and playing a great record. That, I think, is some invaluable experience for some of the lucky graduates from the JBL Martin Garrix Academy. So talk to us a bit about your kind of hinting at that overlap between people skills and creativity. But of course, there's an underlying technical competence as well. I mean, as an engineer, as a Grammy nominated engineer, what would you say is the role that engineering plays in the success of up and coming artists? Is it important to have good sound? Yes and no. <laughs> well, in my opinion, uh, a good sound is really important, but still the performance and the quality of the, the material, the song, is still more important. Better have a very good cook in a very bad kitchen than a very bad cook in a really good kitchen. That is one of the best anecdotes or uh, metaphors that I've ever heard of kind of skills and technical expertise. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. That's absolutely brilliant. It will really help you a lot if you are capable of, of delivering good quality productions. It will help you reach more goals, I think. Yeah, strong agree. I mean, in a perfect world, we have the best cooks in the best kitchens, but, you know, <laughs> we're all kind of getting there at the same time. Um, fascinating. Right. Thank you. Now, are there any surprising career unlocks through engineering that you discussed during the academy or just not even through engineering? Any things that you said or you heard that people were saying at the academy that the students just went, oh, really? Hmm. You know, what do you think might have been surprising uh, for the graduates? Yeah, I think. The whole idea of being thrown in a, in a new environment and learning from people you have never seen before and then realizing that there's a lot of potential coming from that. Candidates were just grouped together and they all produced a song and the results were super amazing. And I think that surprised them as well. Like, hey, if we, if we collaborate, we can do something cool in a really short time. So that's a wonderful kind of takeaway and something that may exactly like you say, have been quite surprising that if people come together, they collaborate, they step outside of their comfort zone, the result is greater than the sum of the individual parts. And that's really how you can make the magic happen by having that vibe in the studio, collaborating with each other, giving each other that space and that safety to be truly creative. And then the results can be, you know, literally magical. But were there any kind of ground rules that you set at the beginning of the sessions to really help bring the best out of your students? Yeah, I think what was really important that we set some like some house rules that were basically, there are no rules and it's like a creative safe space. So everyone's ideas will be heard and tried. So don't be afraid to come up with an idea. It can be pretty intimidating to be creative in front of other people. That's quite scary and it can be quite intimidating to be with some people you don't know and who 
all look super cool and fancy and all do super cool stuff. So Ilko, really appreciate your time. That's been absolutely fascinating. A glimpse behind the curtain at the Martin Garrix Academy. But I have one more question for you that we ask all of our VIP guests, and that is to add a track to our title playlist. Uh, yes, thank you. I would like to add the new release by Martin Garrix and Lois. So it's called Real Love. And I mixed the Dolby Atmos version. And on title, uh, you can listen to music in Dolby Atmos. So that would be my addition to the title playlist. Oh, absolutely wonderful. And we actually had an Audio Talks podcast episode recently about Dolby Atmos and immersive sound with two spatial audio VIPs. So indeed, if you have one of the new JBL Authentics 500 speakers, A, you lucky person, B, get yourself some Martin Garrix on there to really appreciate it at its very best. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Ilko. Thank you. Okay, as promised at the beginning of the podcast, now we are going to get to know singer, songwriter and performing artist Athanasia. And she's going to tell us about her experience at the Martin Garrix Academy. Athanasia, how are you doing? Hello, that was an amazing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Thank so you for much. That one. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a treat to actually get a look behind the curtain because, you know, this is such a global competition where so many people applied to get a place there and you actually made it through to the finals. You went over to Amsterdam, you hung out with Martin and the folks from Stomp Records. And um, I'm curious to know, Athanasia, talk to us a bit about, you know, if you were describing yourself to somebody who had not heard your music yet, what would you say? Mm, it's always a good question. I would say it is a mix of soul, pop, electronic. Um, I love all those genres and I like to amalgamate them in my, you know, I like to funnel them down to who I am. So I'd say anything in the soul range. I'm venturing into disco at the moment. So let's add disco to that. Yeah, let's just stick with soul electronic for now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fantastic. Well, I can see why your profile really appealed to the folks at the Martin Garrix Academy and JBL and why you were perfect for the experience. But uh, I'm curious to know, how did you find out about the Academy and, and what were your steps? What, what did you have to do to actually apply and get yourself over there? It's really weird how it happens, but I was on break from uni, you know, studying, and I saw that JBL was doing a DJ comp. It's called Your Shot in Australia. And it's basically where they teach you a DJ and then you perform and then, you know, kind of that, that's it. Right. So I did the DJ comp and I kind of stayed in touch with a few people in um, the competition. And I remember one of them posted this like amazing opportunity online. Like they said, JBL is doing this amazing comp, whoever's interested. And I ended up, you know, seeing it and I was like, yeah, why not? Literally bookmarked it, came straight home, opened up my um, computer and started my audition for it and submit it in an hour. That was it. So yeah, it was actually um, for my DJ comp, I would say. But yeah, I think from the main JBL socials, I just stumbled across it. Yeah. That is fantastic. So folks, if you are listening and you're not following JBL on the socials already, you know, listen and learn from Athanasia. You can make the magic happen just by paying attention to what they're putting out there. And what a great example of carpe diem. You, you saw that, you know, you seized the moment and you applied within an hour and, and here we are. So talk to us a bit about your experience at the academy. What was it like kind of arriving there? Did you know what the curriculum was going to be, the programs? Did you have to do any homework? You know, give people a, a glimpse under the curtain there. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of information about what it was actually going to be, which was kind of good because I don't think anyone psyched themselves out or, 
you know, was too in their heads about it. So when we all rocked up to Amsterdam, got picked up by a mysterious black truck, you know, took us to the hotel. And then um, in the lobby, we kind of spoke with each other. And then as we were talking, we kind of got like a little, um, a sheet, which I have somewhere with me, but it's like a sheet that tells us what we're doing on day one, day two, day three. So yeah, we didn't actually find out what we were doing until we actually landed in Amsterdam. We just got the rundown, which was like, you know, social media help and building your artist brand. It was kind of all the great things that you want to want to hear. And yeah, there was even some yoga in there in the curriculum. I remember in the curriculum, it was kind of like a suggestion, but everyone wanted to do it. So yeah, some yoga in the morning, part of the curriculum. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's such a, a great kind of well-rounded approach to like having a career in music business, because often it's, it's the wellness and self-care that gets uh, neglected because things are so hyper and so intense and you're touring and you're playing and all the rest. So I'm so happy to hear that there was some of that kind of self-care baked in there. And that's such great advice. I know Martin is very uh, hot on that stuff as well. Were there kind of any moments that really stood out to you when you were at the Academy and you were kind of going through this, you know, this class or you're doing yoga next to Martin Garrix or whatever it is, uh, you know, what kind of stood out to you as memorable moments? There are a few. I think the very first memorable moment was meeting everyone in the lobby. It wasn't all at like once. It wasn't like all a hi, I'm this. It was very much like people would slowly like trickle in through the sliding doors. You'd be like, are you part of the academy? And it would just be like a bonding moment every time you'd like kind of think someone was part of it. So the very first like magical moment for me was just meeting everyone, seeing everyone just so full of like excitement and passion. And then when we actually got into the academy, making music. So we got straight into like writing with each other. We were in the studio for hours on end, just writing with each other. And there would be moments where you're just kind of like making musical magic and you'd like look at each other and be like, oh my God, this is like a great song. So there was honestly so many just beautiful moments that I still miss. I'm still like in my head about Amsterdam. I'm like, oh, I miss it so much. That's wonderful. Wow, you really brought us in there. I kind of felt that excitement and that kind of magic of just vibing off these brilliant people from all over the world. Were there any kind of light bulb moments? I guess there were there were a few, but anything that stands out to you where maybe you were shown something or you discovered something or you collaborated on something, we just thought, oh my goodness, this is how you do this thing. Wow, now I know how to do this thing. You know, is there any kind of tips that are absolute keepers for you? There was so much. I mean, it was a content heaven um, those three days because they, they really taught you everything you need to know. I would say learning about Dolby Atmos, that was something I had actually not really thought about or seen, which I was very surprised I was not introduced to that earlier, but learning from someone in that realm, like an executive in, in the Dolby Atmos, they were showing us like how to use it, who uses it, why, and hearing sound as like a 3D kind of entity. It was like so cool. Yes, I think learning about that was definitely a light bulb moment and I really want to use it, you know, in my music now. It's something that I really want to delve into, creating sound as like an atmosphere instead of just having it as an audio form. Like, I just think it's crazy. Oh, for sure. That's brilliant, you know, and and so much of cool new tech, you know, particularly from folks like JBL is with that kind of Atmos experience baked in. So I think it's a a very wise aspect of your career to have as a focus and to to have those tools. So that's absolutely brilliant. Congratulations. And are there any collaborations? Because, you know, it was very much about bringing people together from all over the world. You were making the magic happen in the studio, vibing off each other, collaborating. Are any of those collaborations going to continue now that the Academy is over? Are you keeping in touch with folks? Yeah, a lot of people ask, like, do you still talk to the people? Yeah, almost every day we all are somehow in touch. Uh, Still to this day, I mean, I have a few, I think I have three collabs in the works with some people from 
the academy. So yeah, like it's still kind of moving. Like it's obviously slower now that we're all in different countries. We've all gone to our home country. So it's really hard to kind of find time zones at work, but um, definitely in the works, some further along than others, but the collaborations are still happening. Yeah. I love it. That's what I was hoping to hear. And uh, talk to us a bit about how you typically collaborate. Would you get involved in terms of like songwriting, you know, vocals, top line, etc. What are the kind of elements that you are happiest when you're collaborating with somebody? If I'm in a studio in real life, it's definitely like a all the collaboration, like whether it's on the backing track or the vocals or whatever it may be, like I'm very much helping or like doing it with the person. But if it's overseas collaborations, um, you obviously can't really work on the track at the same time. So it's very much a lot of bouncing back and forth. And in that instance, I'll just do vocals or, you know, do some melodies. I'll do melody, vocal lyrics, all of the um, vocalist aspects of it. But it really just depends on the, yeah, on the atmosphere, I think. Okay, fantastic. So if there's any potential collaborators listening, you know what to do. So where are you based, uh, actually, Athanasia? Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. So, so if, you're, yeah. if you're down under in a beautiful Australia, you've got one option for, to collaborate. And global listeners, you have many, many more. So talk to us a bit about what's coming up, because I believe this was not the end of your JBL collaboration. So I'm working on, obviously, my own music and just keeping paddling along putting into play a lot of the marketing that I use to try and build up my brand a lot more. So just working on some new music, I would say. Nice, nice. And is there an element of a future JBL collaboration in the pipeline? Yes. I'm hoping by the time this comes out, it will be also live. I am working alongside JBL Australia to launch a YouTube series on basically supporting an emerging artist, which is me. So they're basically giving me everything I did in the Academy, but very targeted just for me. You know, where I'm recording a song with a producer, I'm working with mixing and mastering agents, and then I'm working with marketing agencies and basically just trying to catapult me into the industry. And yeah, the YouTube series will be released, hoping by the end of the year. We'll see when, stay tuned, not sure when, but some very exciting things. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And we are going to be putting all the links in the show notes, our dear listeners. So if you want to connect with Athanasia and, uh, you know, check out her music. So we're going to be linking to all of your socials, but uh, where would you point people first if they want to hear your music? Probably Spotify. If they want to, if they want to hear the tunes, come to my Spotify. Okay. It's a fun time here. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's under Athanasia, you know. Oh, sweet. Okay. We will definitely be linking to that directly from the show notes. Uh, and I strongly recommend you connect with Athanasia on all of the socials as well. So a final question for you is one that we ask all of our VIP guests on the Audio Talks podcast. And that is to choose a track for our title playlist. And of course, it can be one of your own. I was thinking about this because, you know, it's powerful to uh, share music. I'm going to say I would like to add my favourite song by Olivia Dean. It's called Dive and it's a kind of a new one. I'm very obsessed with it. So I would like to share it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Olivia Dean goes into the playlist. Okay. Well, Athanasia, thank you so much for joining us on the Audio Talks podcast. Congratulations on your wonderful collaboration with Martin Garrix and JBL. And I cannot wait to see those videos towards the end of the year. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, Athanasia and Ilko Backer. Now, with the educational theme in mind, my own contribution to the playlist will be 
Jurassic 5 Concrete Schoolyard. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment and share audio talks with your friends and family. And if you're enjoying the audio talk series of podcasts, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your favourite podcasts and leave a nice five-star review. It really does mean a lot and it helps new listeners get to know about the groovy guests we talk to in every episode, like Athanasia and Ilko. And... Pro tip here, you might just want to follow JBL and Martin Garrix on all of the social networks, just in case there are any Academy-related announcements for next year. In the meantime, for more exclusive content, some behind-the-scenes goodies, and maybe even some competitions, connect with us over on the Instagram. You can find us at Audio Talks Podcast. We'll be back soon for some more educational audio talks. See you next time.